Hi everybody, it's Peggy. Before we get started on today's episode, I just wanted to take a minute at the beginning of this year to check in and do a little review of the last year and remind myself and you why it is that I wanted to start this podcast. The bottom line is, I wanted to be better. I wanted to have cool, thought-provoking, entertaining, interesting conversations with a like-minded friend. I set out with the goal to be a better human, to create consistency and discipline in my world, and it was my hope that this podcast would help me to do that. It was also my hope that this might somehow inspire others to take up the challenge with me so that my habit adventures might be helpful to somebody else. So now, after six months of getting to have fun and interesting conversations with my friend Jenny, I feel like I am better. I'm more productive, I'm more disciplined, I'm more consistent, and I'm motivated to keep getting better because I feel like I've only made a scratch in the surface of this process. The cool part is that some of you have reached out to let us know that you found some inspiration in what we've been saying and have made some pretty cool changes to your habits too. That is an unexpected and lovely side effect of this process, and it's pretty fantastic. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us along the way. As we head into a new year, this is the time when many people make bold resolutions to try to make huge changes to their habits and their lives. The research is pretty clear that most people don't succeed and they often give up on these resolutions before the end of January. So what to do? Well, based on what I've learned from taking on new habits a little bit at a time over the last six months, it really is less about the big goal or the outcome and it's more about the process or what you choose to do each day. One of our online pretend best friends, James Clear, says, Habits are the compound interest of self-improvement. The same way that money multiplies through compound interest, the effects of your habits multiply as you repeat them. They seem to make little difference on any given day, and yet the impact they deliver over the months and years can be enormous. It is only when looking back two or five or perhaps ten years later that the value of good habits and the cost of bad ones becomes strikingly apparent. So, with that in mind, in 2019, instead of making the same kind of resolution that has ultimately failed, I invite you to think about the kind of person you want to be and the habits that you will choose to get you there, not just for the next 30 days when most people will give up on their New Year's resolution yet again, but at the beginning of next year and the year after that and in 2025 and in 2030. Thank you so much for listening. Let's stay focused and get after it. Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about dabbling in self-improvement 30 days at a time. The holiday season is now behind us, and it is a brand new year. Time to get back to routine, and we are going to focus on getting enough sleep. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my much more disciplined friend, Jenny. I'm feeling so ready to get back to regular life after this holiday break, and sleeping more seems like a pretty appealing challenge to me. That's me, Jenny Kaus, marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small town gal and a big believer in the power of habits. I will do my best whip our guinea peg into shape and hold her accountable to habit changes that she will undertake one month at a time. I'm going to be playing along too, and as we take on a new habit each month, we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and overall, your own best self. Happy New Year! 
It is now January of 2019, and we are fresh out of the fun of the holidays. For many of us, the holidays means a break from work, time with friends, indulging in food and drink, and our routines being completely thrown off. It is common during this time between Christmas and New Year's to find yourself saying, what day is it even? While it is nice to have a break from the regular routines of life and kick back and enjoy, after a week or so, I know I feel ready to get back to my life and thinking about fresh starts. The new year is a perfect time to think about what we want our life to be like and set some intentions for the future. Over the holidays, it's common to be up late and to sleep in. When the reality of returning to regular life hits, those early mornings can feel harsh and we can find ourselves groggy. So with that in mind, we feel like it is a great time to focus on routines and get serious about sleep. According to a Harvard Health study, more and more people are getting less than six hours of sleep a night, and 75% of people experience sleep challenges at least a few times per week. Although occasional difficulty sleeping is no cause for concern, what is cause for concern is chronic sleep loss, which can contribute to health problems such as weight gain, high blood pressure, and a decrease in the immune system's power. This is reported by the Harvard Women's Health Watch. There's a great deal of research happening to examine the links between chronic sleep loss and health, but it is clear that sleep is vital to our health. Much like we need to charge our devices so they function, we need to charge ourselves as well. The Harvard Women's Health Watch suggests six reasons to get enough sleep. One, learning and memory. Sleep helps the brain commit new information to memory through a process called memory consolidation. In studies, people who'd slept after learning a task did better on tests later. Number two, metabolism and weight. Chronic sleep deprivation may cause weight gain by affecting the way our bodies process and store carbohydrates and by altering levels of hormones that affect our appetite. Three, safety. Sleep debt contributes to a greater tendency to fall asleep during the daytime. These lapses may cause falls and mistakes such as medical errors, air traffic mishaps, and road accidents. Number four, mood. Sleep loss may result in irritability, impatience, inability to concentrate, and moodiness. Too little sleep can also leave you too tired to do the things you'd like to do. Five, cardiovascular health. Serious sleep disorders have been linked to hypertension, increased stress hormone levels, and irregular heartbeat. And number six, disease. Sleep deprivation alters immune function, including the activity of the body's killer T cells. Keeping up with sleep may also help fight off cancer. So we know that sleep is important. We've all heard this, but how are we going to get more of it? Here are a couple of tips. Set a bedtime reminder and stick to it. If you know what time you need to wake up, count back to figure out what time you need to go to bed and actually do it. Avoid the use of electronics before bed. This should be easier for us after our digital detox in the month of December. Find ways to tell your body it's bedtime, such as changing into pajamas. This means no sleeping in your workout clothes. So here's the challenge for January. Find a way, maybe it's using your device where you can set a bedtime reminder, set your bedtime and set your wake up time and stick to it. Peg and I are going to be doing this and we want to hear how it goes for you in the next week. Do you think you can do it, Peg? I think so. Yeah, definitely. I I really like to sleep. So this is a great challenge (laughs) for me. And this seems like a bit of an easier one, doesn't it? That's right. All right. (laughs) This month, as we focus on sleep, we are going to be checking out the book called The Sleep Revolution by Ariana Huffington. In this book, the co-founder and editor-in-chief of the Huffington Post helps us take a closer look at the ways in which we are devaluing sleep as a culture at our own demise. We hope that you will read along with us and learn more about how sleep can help us to be better. 
After we start sleeping better, we will also be exploring creating a more consistent morning routine, and we'll probably check out another book this month called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. So if you want to get started on either of this month's books, I'll put links to them in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. But just as a reminder, the books are The Sleep Revolution by Ariana Huffington and The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. And now it is time for a segment where we dig a little deeper into our personalities called Who Are You Anyway? Where we will take a question and each give our perspective on the topic with the goal of understanding ourselves a little bit better. This week's Who Are You Anyway? question is, are you an early riser or a night owl? And how many hours of sleep do you get per night on average? Uh, So for me, as I said, I love to sleep. And I guess maybe I'm kind of a sleep unicorn because I'm not really an early riser or a night owl. Like I like to go to bed early and also sleep in, which is maybe strange. But um, amazing. The good news is that I've created a life and I have a job that allows me to do that. So I don't have small children. I have a job where I don't have to be there super early most days. Uh, I can go to bed early. So it works in my world. I know it doesn't work for everybody. People might have to get more creative about finding more time to sleep. But for me, I usually get nine or 10 hours of sleep a night. And I know that seems like a lot. Um, I can get by on less than that for sure if I have deadlines or busy times. But when I sleep less, I feel the difference and my overall functioning goes down. So I often wish that I was one of those people that could just get by and function well on six or seven hours of sleep. But I I feel like I'd get a ton more done for sure. But I really just turn into a cranky, terrible human (laughs) when I sleep less than I do. So there's something awesome about the fact that I can sleep that much and I feel great when I do. So I hope that when we read Ariana Huffington's book, we'll help our listeners to realize how important prioritizing sleep is. And she says in her book that seven to nine is the average. So with me being nine-ish or a little bit more than that, I'm not that far off of what people should be getting, even though it seems like a ton. Fair. So So I think, unfortunately, I'm a bit of a combo of both a night owl and an early riser. Um, I'm bad for starting random projects, uh, in the evening, like later, and then not wanting to stop to go to bed. Um, my saving grace is that Jeff, my husband is very routine and he is very firm. He loves going to bed right at 10 o'clock and that's his like, shut it down. He's going to bed. Um, so we go to bed 10 p.m. most weeknights, um, and I usually set my alarm for 5.30, and I like getting a bit of a head start on the day before Ethan wakes up around 6.30 because I have my things that I do in the morning, writing in my journal, meditating. I have those things that I like to do to start my day. Um, but, I mean, that said, that only results in me getting about six hours of sleep a night, um, which probably explains my persistent eye twitch. Um, (laughs) I know you're joking um, when you say that, but do you feel like you function well with six hours a night? Do you feel tired? Do you feel like that's enough? Or are you just used to it because this is your routine? I think it's just become my normal. Okay. Um, Just with work and everything and trying to fit in everything I want to do in a day. This is just kind of how it sorted itself out. Um, that said, I think I turn into a bit of a productivity nut and I think I could probably chill out on that a little bit and get a little bit more realistic about my priorities. And I probably should be prioritizing sleep a little bit more. Um, because we've been off of work, uh, 
we've been sleeping in a little bit in the mornings. And Jeff said to me the other day, he said, wow, you, you look really good. And I, <laughs> the only thing I could think of is because I'm getting like an sleep. actual like eight to nine hours of sleep per night right now. So, hmm, okay, well, you know what, I think good. probably this is common. And I'm really excited to read Ariana T- Huffington's book, because uh, the fact that you said that you're productivity nut, you might find that prioritizing sleep will actually improve your productivity, which is this weird catch 22. You have less time, but you're more productive because you use some of the time to sleep. So we'll do yeah. that experiment and see how we do. We will see. We will see. And the other thing for me, the reason why I get up so early is I don't like rushing in the morning. And so that's why I get up so early is because I want to be able to do the things I want to do, but I don't want to do them in a a rush, especially once Ethan wakes up. I like to have that time in the morning with him and not be trying to do all my own stuff while, you know, he's getting ready for the day. I like to kind of be with him and have a little hangout time before our day starts. So I find it's a trade-off for sure. But so this for is you be then, we might have to um, tame your night owl and just get you in bed earlier so you can still have your morning without I think and so. also get more sleep. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. We'll see how it plays out. All right. Last week, Jenny and I shared some highlights for our list of 19 goals for 2019. We're going to check in regularly with each other and with you throughout the year to add in another layer of accountability for these goals, which hopefully will keep us on track and make it more likely that these goals will be achieved. So I'm feeling excited for getting rocking on my goals for the new year. And I've already gotten a start on learning Spanish by using the app Duolingo. I've been doing that at least 10 or 15 minutes a day. And it's cool how even that small amount starts to add up over only a week or so is for what I've been doing. So that's been cool. And I've also downloaded and set up a budgeting app, uh, which is one of my goals for 2019 was to be um, more on top of saving and spending and keeping my my money under a watchful eye. So um, I'm excited to get going on that as well. So Jenny, uh, I'm sure that you are all fired up and you've gotten a start on some of your goals as well. So how are you doing? I'm doing good. The one that I had on my list was to finally replace my winter gear. And I have a winter coat that I hate but wear because it's practical. And I actually went the other day and made an effort and I went and got a new winter coat, a scarf, a hat, and I've ordered boots that I'm waiting for. That awesome. are actual like proper winter boots. So you can totally so check one like, right off the list already. Yep, that one's that one's done. And you know the back handspring uh, or back walkover goal. Yeah. I have been doing stretching every day, trying to do a bridge. Nice. And working a bit on my upper body strength, and just we're trying to work on my flexibility a little bit. So. I've been working on that um, to take little steps toward this goal because it's the whole, you know, little bit by little bit, I will get there. So I'm, I'm making an effort every day to work nice. on Nice. I love to hear yeah. that. That's great. So those are the ones I'm working on so far. The other ones, I think they are doable, but that's what I've got done before, you know, we've, we've just gotten started with 2019. I know so. we're going to, we're going to get through all the 19 or at least I am. You will definitely, because that's your nature and I know you will. I'm going to get through them. I That'll be exciting. So. Um, uh, so it's for 19 for 19, this is something we talked about last week and we've encouraged you to go to the Facebook group and share your 19 for 19. So we definitely would love to hear and see what your goals are. So if you want another layer of accountability, uh, go to Facebook and in the search bar, type the improvement project and then click join to join the group. And you can chat with us about what your goals are for 2019. So every week we ask you to play along with us and we're so excited that some of you are. And we're extra excited that some of you are even telling us about it. That's great. 
We're always so glad to hear what you think about the podcast, and we are very curious to hear how you're doing when it comes to your monthly habit challenges. So this week, listener Steve left a comment on the blog. Hey, Dr. Peggy, tuned into the recorded, quote, using my smartphone for good, not evil, which was last week's episode today. I had a chuckle when you mentioned walking the dog without the phone. I do most things without the phone so much so my wife asks, why do I even have one? Which I responded to, it's cool to have. Seriously, though, (laughs) I enjoyed the format, the content and the authenticity. I appreciate the tools too. And uh, he also mentioned this for you, Jenny, by the way, an inflatable stand up paddleboard makes for a great traveling board. And then he said, Happy New Year, Steve. So thanks so much for the comment, Steve. Happy New Year to you. And uh, we're glad that you're listening. Thank you, Steve. And thank you for the tip about the inflatable sub. I'm definitely going to be going the inflatable route because I don't want to have to get a roof rack to transport this thing and also just for storage. Um, So good tip. And I'm definitely going uh, going to be doing that. Send us an email to the improvement project at drpeggymalone.com or come say hi on the socials. Even though we are still focusing on being on our phones less, you can still find Peggy on Instagram at drpeggymalone and I'm on Twitter at jkouse. You can also get our attention by using the hashtag the improvement project. And now it is time for what are you digging lately? This segment is one that may or may not be related to our monthly theme. Peggy and I have liked to talk to each other about the podcasts that we've been listening to, or what books we've been reading, or what random internet hilarity we found, and we feel like you might find it fun too. So each week, each of us will share something fun that we are loving, that we find useful or practical, or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. So this week, I'm digging my new wake up late. So I was inspired by our digital detox last month to ask for this for Christmas. So I wanted it to be easier for me to leave my phone in the kitchen where it now charges. And that's been a win, which is cool. Um, This light is really cool. You set your alarm the night before as you normally would with any alarm clock. And then 30 minutes before your alarm time, the sunrise simulation light will gradually start brightening from zero to 100% brightness. And it's kind of like the sun rising. And it brings you out of a deep sleep and it slowly wakes you up more naturally versus that loud, aggressive alarm clock. Uh, And it's especially awesome at this time of year when it stays dark for so long in the morning. So I really love this light and it it fits nicely in our um, month's challenge associated with sleep because it will allow me to wake up more naturally and um, be less cranky and grumpy in the morning. So I'm excited for it. And I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to check it out. That's very cool. Very cool. So I'm digging um, a new device in our home, and it's called the Garmin VivoFit Junior. My son had asked Santa for one of these, and I really wasn't too sure what to expect. I knew from being at a birthday party with my son where one of his friends got one of these that it was a basically a step tracker, like it would keep track of activity. But I really... I really truthfully wasn't sure what the big deal was. They mentioned it had something to do with chores and sleep, but I I wasn't too sure. So luckily, Santa was very kind and brought one for Ethan. And part of the setup for it, we found, was installing an app, um, which we put on our iPad. And Ethan has been wearing this device since Christmas Day. And it has been tracking his activity and letting, giving him feedback to let him know if he's met his daily steps goal. Um, so it tracks your steps and it also tracks your minutes of activity um, as well as his sleep. 
So that has been fascinating, especially considering our challenge for this month. Cool. It's been really, really cool to see how much deep versus light sleep he gets. And um, by the other, uh, by his friend's parents, they've told me that it's a great way to know why your kid is acting the way they are. Um, maybe if you, you know, they're quite grouchy, you take a look at the app and you realize they didn't get a good rest. It shows that they woke up you know, several times, um, or maybe they were quite sedentary the day before. So it's been really cool. And Jeff and I have found, do you remember, um, like it's, do you remember Tamagotchis? Mm, yes, I do. Like those like yes. or Neopets. Yeah. I it's totally basically remember turned our kid into one of those, like a real live one, because <laughs> we're like, oh, it hasn't gotten enough exercise. So we like go in the basement and like run laps. And we're like, oh, how much sleep did it get? Oh, it needs to go to bed earlier. Okay. So it's, Amazing. It basically turned our kid into a Tamagotchi. This is like so. a sweet, sweet thing for data nerds that have a little kid and they want to see what's up. <laughs> right. I love it. Yeah, we are. I think we might be enjoying it more than him. And the cool part, too, is when he does his little routine cards in the morning of things he needs to do. Yeah. Um, as he does them, I check them off on this app and it gives him a little ding and it earns him these little imaginary coins, which he we've set things up that he can redeem it for. So he can redeem it for screen time. He can redeem it for choosing what we have for dinner, um, playing a game, like things like that. We've kind of just set up. Oh, that's neat. So he gets little rewards based on getting his jobs done. So that's oh, kind of cool. cool. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Now it's time for you win or you learn. Each week, Jenny and I will trade off during this segment to let you know where we did something right and there is cause to celebrate or where perhaps something went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity. These can be related to our journey as we take on new habits, or they may just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives. Uh, so I'm up for the win this week. And uh, the way I'll start is by saying it's always a win for me to get through the holiday season. And yeah. uh, the holiday season usually brings up quite a bit of anxiety and stress with it. And in years past, I found it difficult. So this year, my win is that not only did I quote, get through it, I enjoyed some of it quite a bit. So John and I hosted my whole family, 18 of us for dinner on Boxing Day. And it was a really great day. We had great food, we spent lots of time together, and we had a fantastic time. So um, I know that this time of year can be stressful for lots of people. So I'm sending out big love and gold stars for everyone that struggled this year. We are on the other side now and we can look forward to getting started on a new year. Nice. Good for you. Well, that sounds like a really good win, Peg. Way to go. Thank you. So I had to learn um, because, well, as many of us did, I overindulged a bit over the holidays and I have successfully packed down a couple pounds. I um, I gave myself, I, I have that thing where I don't eat desserts. That's kind of my just like black and white rule. Just keeps it easy for me. But I do, um, I did decide to plan ahead and give myself a little vacation from that on Christmas um, because I have a real weakness for fruitcake, which I know a lot of people don't like. But my mom I love that makes it's fruitcake it. that makes your exception list. <laughs> That's amazing. I don't understand why people don't like it. It is so I like good. It. I like it, but I, there's so many things I'd put ahead of it, but I still like it. <laughs> Well, wait for it. Okay. So I gave myself this little exception that I was going to allow myself a little bit of indulgence in the sweets. Um, and so I did. And you know what else I had was one of those mint smoothie chocolates, those Rio oh, Thompson those ones. Are, that would go on the top of the list. Those yeah. are great. So I had one of those and I did have like 
I, I had a significant amount of fruitcake and I love fruitcake. So for me, that did feel like a really nice treat. And it's something you only have at Christmas and no one else likes. So you don't have to worry about sharing it. <laughs> so that was great. Awesome. Um, and I definitely, we had a bowl of trail mix out in the house. That was a bad idea. Um, Cause I was just pounding that and then um definitely had more drinks than usual yeah. so Christmas yeah. cheer yeah um and I did keep up the smoothie habit though I only missed one day last week uh during that week in between Christmas and New Year um and I did uh, attempt to make up for my poor choices um by running to Christmas day dinner at my in-laws which is about a 20 minute run instead of going for the car ride with Jeff and Ethan um, and I was in a pretty significant amount of pain the next day from doing that because I had not run in a long time. Yeah. So I feel motivated now to kind of, um, to get myself back into, to regular life. But yeah, I, you definitely get some weird looks showing up at Christmas dinner by running there. It, <laughs> it was a, it was an odd choice on my part and then resulted in me eating pretty ravenously. So <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I think uh, everybody can uh, resonate with that learn after the holiday season. So now yeah. it's exciting that we're going to get back on track. We are. Speaking of which, on next week's episode, we will be checking in to see how our return to routine is going and find out how it's going with getting enough sleep. All right, and that's it for this episode of The Improvement Project. Remember to let us know if you'll be joining us with our sleep and routine challenge. Get in touch. Our email address is theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. Jenny is on Twitter at jakehouse, and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag theimprovementproject. You will find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. If you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and even show them how to listen to a podcast because some people might not know. Also, subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. We also have a Facebook group. Search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Now go get to work on improving the most important project that you have. That's you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. really weird dream last night that I was at the home of this woman I follow on Twitter or on uh, Instagram uh, who has like an organizing business and that she had a powder room that I when I went in it I couldn't shut the door because it was so small and I really needed to go to the washroom but I couldn't shut the door and I don't know why I'm telling you this but I just remembered that as I was thinking about this. So I think that's what your subconscious does when you actually have to pee in real life. And in your dream, you're trying to find a place to pee. But like there's all of these like subconscious roadblocks that are being put up so that you actually won't just pee your pants. <laughs> I have dreams a lot that I need to go pee. And every time I open a stall, it's a change room instead of a bathroom. Yeah, that kind of thing happens to me too. Or it's so small that I can't get into it. That happens yeah. in my dreams too. 